Welcome to The Guest Cast, the podcast that explores guest stories from real people and looks at how an interaction with hospitality during travel can affect a guest's whole life. This podcast is brought to you by Touchstay Digital Guidebooks. As leaders in the hospitality space, we want to dig into real guest experiences to learn about what really makes an impact on them, however good or bad the experience is. Introducing your Touchstay hosts, Hi friends, I'm Tyann Marsink-Hammond, and I am a vacation rental industry leader, educator, longtime host, owner, property manager, and investor, as well as the community ambassador for Touchday Digital Guidebooks. Hi, my name's Andy. I'm the CEO here at Touchday. We started Touchday to improve guest experiences. So having a podcast in which we get to hear from real guests is something I'm personally very excited about. So pack your bags and let's join your hosts and this week's guest. Welcome, everyone. This week, we are honored and excited to have Alyssa Sincotta with us. And I could talk, having looked at stuff online about you and your business, but I think it'd be better coming from you, Alyssa. So why don't you take it away from here? Awesome. Uh, hi, guys. My name is Alyssa. As you said, I am recently married to photographer Sal Sincotta. So our business is primarily focused in the wedding and portrait photography world. Um, we do a lot of commercial work now. So we do a lot of marketing and video commercials for small businesses and um, a lot of stuff inside of the photo world as well. So day-to-day um, -day stuff, I, I focus primarily on the sales in photography, selling pictures to our clients um, and the client experience for our weddings and seniors and families. Um, so the, the experience side of the world of travel is very, it kind of commingles for me. So I've got the world of travel. We're very, very fortunate to be able to travel the world with what we do with photography. And I've got all these experiences that I've been so lucky to have over the years that have made their way into our business and things that have impacted us while we travel, we're incorporating into our business along the way. And you have a story to tell us about how exactly what you just said, how the, the, your experience with photography and your business has co is now going to be is being commingled with um, your experience traveling. So a few years ago, we traveled to Italy and we did like a five city tour of Italy where we did photo shoots in all these cities. So our, our primary focus of this trip was photo shoots. Um, but with that, we don't ever like to stay in hotels when we're traveling internationally because we like to do the Airbnb experience where you kind of unpack and you become a local for a few days. You go to the market, you interact with the locals. It's just, for us, that's just more of the way we like to travel. So I get on Airbnb to find some places we were going to Siena and I wanted kind of like a rustic, typical Tuscan villa. And I happened to find one that was in, it was in Siena on the outskirts of the city um, and it was said it was on a winery. So I'm like, maybe there's a winery near it, whatever. So we check in, turns out it's, it's actually in the winery. Like the vineyards are everywhere. It was so beautiful. The rolling Tuscan Hills, it was everything and more that you can imagine when it comes to Tuscany. So we check in, everything's in my name and this is my maiden name. So Alyssa Zimmerman, um, we check in and the guy who met us there, he is a photographer and he followed Sal um, my now husband, he followed him on Creative Live, which is an educational platform for photographers. Um, he followed him from years ago. So we check in. He was completely starstruck. He walks in and he was like, oh, oh my God, Sal Sincata? Yeah, it was 
mind-blowing for him. So that was a cool experience, first of all. And so they started talking about photography. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? We told him all about our plans for photo shoots. And he goes, tell you what, if you guys let me follow you, just let me come on the shoot. I'll hold the lights. I'll flow, throw a dress. Just let me join you on one of your photo shoots while you're here. I'll give you a private tour of the winery um, before you guys leave. We're like, yeah, done. <laughs> no problem at all. You can be on all our photo shoots if you want. So um, we had him we had him join us and he actually got us this exclusive location that we would have never had access to had he not been with us. Um, so we did the photo shoot and then that night he took us to, it was like this underground cave in the winery where they do their private tastings. So it's all dark, it was all candlelit. I mean, it was so romantic. There was the, um, I'm not sure what it's called but it, it's like the press for making olive oil. It was this old ancient tool and that's what they still use. So he, he showed us how everything is made. Um, we had like five or six different wines. We got to taste the cheese and sausage and it was incredible. And then he ended that experience give, gifting us a bottle of limoncello that I think they only produce a hundred bottles a year for the whole, the whole winery. And he gave us, gave us that for free. And so it was this mutual like, respect for the art that we each do like he was so thankful that we let him join us on our photo shoot so he got to learn a little bit from that and we were so thankful that we got to enjoy his art as well like the wine and the just that experience that we will never ever ever I don't even think you can pay for that experience it was that once in a lifetime right place at the right time kind of thing and we still keep in touch on social media with the guy that's incredible. So if someone wanted to replicate that surprise and delight and exclusivity experience, you know, no matter where they're at, do you have any tips on what to do for a guest to, to do that? Hmm. Well, first of all, have a Tuscan winery. Well, yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and have a, have a really old cave with really cool tools. Um, you know, I think it's that exclusivity of like, if you stay here, we do this for for our guests and it's only available to those guests who stay. So whether that's a private wine experience or whether that's um, maybe like a private guided tour of the city you're in, uh, just that one-on-one -on -one intimate experience is what makes it feel exclusive. And then knowing that you can't go online and buy this off Groupon, like you have to stay and it's something that's available to guests only. Couldn't agree more. There's an there's a industry friend of ours, Matt Landau, who advocates this very thing of having that little bit of limited addition to what you do and, and the, the impact on someone who comes and stays and then out of nowhere gets this little extra is, well, it's etched and you've said it, you remember it forever. Forever, yeah. And I will remember the... the the smell, the way the candles were lit, I will remember that forever. And the the bottle of limoncello, like I can't even open it. I can't even think of opening it because it's so perfect and it's so simple. Like nothing was extravagant either, you know? It was not this over the top decorated area. It was a cave and it was freezing. Oh, and he had these like soft blankets for all of us because it's not heated. It was so cold. <laughs> nice touch. Yeah. So you haven't opened the bottle of limoncello? No. There's no way. You, when, do you think you'll ever? No. <laughs> it's sitting on our shelf. It's so beautiful. So it's so, it's this like old glass bottle, no branding, just a red wax seal with their, I think it's the family letter. That's it. There's no, terrific. nothing. 
nothing crazy branding about it, but it looks old and it looks special and it's on display in our house right now. And it takes you back there every time you look at it. Every time. That was the yeah. most important thing when we were leaving Italy. I'm like, make sure that thing is packed up so it doesn't crack in the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing how one small little souvenir can bring those, memory back, those memories back when you glance at it on the shelf. And I used to be one of those people that said, I don't need the Chosky's. I don't need all the stuff around. But then the older I get, it's, it, you're right. It's those little things you've brought back from your travels. And um, your, your host providing that little thing too is exactly. just made it even more incredible. Yeah. And Andy, I want to ask you something real quick about the, the world of fashion and the luxury brands. And is it a, is it a conscious decision for the people at, okay, so Louis Vuitton is a favorite brand of ours. When we go there, they pull up our record ahead of time. So they get our name, they go up and pull our record, and then they they give us a, a tailored experience based on what we've bought in the past. Is there like, is there a customer journey experience with fashion brands as well? They they're particularly good at it uh, because yeah. they're they're one of the largest. They are the largest in the world. But that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. I worked for Gucci, so we were we were always looking at what uh, uh, Louis Vuitton was doing. But it was always around that in-store experience being special in some way. And you usually had the sales associate who you would usually buy things with, be the one who knew you were coming or would make an appointment for you and would make sure you were well looked after. And um, and and those sort of things are slightly on, on some in some ways slightly almost fake because it's well you're bringing money so therefore I'm going to treat you well but that's the trick is is to make it meaningful and that's the bit about the active listening it's about the knowing the person it's about knowing their family stories you know so you can you can really build a relationship with them and that's ultimately what it is you know often you find the top sales associates when they go from one brand to another also goes the client with them. And I think that's really? quite interesting that, that, that they follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because huh. so, um, it's that, yeah, that tailored one-on-one -on -one experience that they're getting. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that is very, so we always tell our clients, or so we teach photographers, we always tell photographers, if they want to be able to offer a luxury experience, they have to experience the experience themselves. So we tell them to go into a Louis Vuitton, maybe they don't have to buy anything, but experience just, you know, when you go in there and you get um, a cappuccino, they offer you cappuccino, champagne, maybe not today with the whole world of COVID, but, um, and it, it's the little things like even with their little cappuccino, once you finish, take that last sip, the LVs at the bottom of the, the cup, it's everything last branded. Touch. For anybody who is still able to travel, um, we just got married in October. So we flew out to Las Vegas. Um, that was plan number five. For our wedding so originally we were supposed to be get, getting married in a castle in France and uh, that that got squashed because we couldn't get into the EU and so we went from France to wine country to Yosemite and it was just problem after problem after problem and finally we're like okay let's go to the desert where that no one can tell us no and invite 20 of our favorite people and just let's just do this we didn't it wasn't an option for us to postpone it so um so we got married in Vegas and then we did our honeymoon in Napa. And I don't know if you're, if you remember, but Napa 
around October was in flames. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the whole COVID world and then the fires and it was, it was a stressful time to say the least. And um, so we ended up staying at a resort called Solage. It's up in Calistoga and Sal's been there before. I had never been before. So he'd painted the picture for me so many times of these little bungalows and this just everything slows down. I know I've been to Napa and that world just slows down when you're there. Um, it's very relaxing, very peaceful. So when we arrived to Solage, well, sorry, let me preface this. Leading up to it, the week of, you know, we're seeing in the news that all of Calistoga is in flames. I mean, um, Calistoga Ranch is a sister property of Solage and that completely burned down. So we were kind of panicking and we were calling and emailing. Yeah. And we didn't want to be those people that are like, Hey, we're coming in for our honeymoon. I know you could be like, your life is at risk, but are we good for our honeymoon? We didn't want to have that attitude. So it was more of like a checking in, you guys. Okay. Are we still good? And they assured us, I mean, they were on top of it every single day, emailing or calling us to let us know everything's still fine. We'll let, we'll keep you updated along the way. So it, probably three days before they messaged us and they're like, we got the all clear from Cal Fire. So you guys are good to go. Plan on coming up here still. So I want to cut in right here and talk about how the resort did a fantastic job with their pre-arrival communication. It gave Alyssa and Sal that sense of security and welcomeness before they even arrived. And the fact that there was a major, uh, thing going on with the the fire and the guests weren't sure if they even had a place to go to. But every single day, the resort communicated with them what was going on. And it just eased the stress of travel tremendously. Yeah. And I think it's quite important to think about how people who are listening to this episode could do a resort style thing in the sense of being able to communicate to their guests but without the resort style resources. So we don't all have teams of people that we can call upon in the same way that that resort clearly had a team. But I would argue that it's much easier in a way for uh, people in our industry because we're usually already building up some kind of rapport with the guests through automated means. Uh, Of course, there are some on the spectrum that are calling up on the phone and they really are taking that very, very personal approach. But for a lot of people, they're programming in their communications. And that doesn't mean that the programmatic nature of this stops the resort style communication that Alyssa experienced. For example, if there was a fire going on and you needed to be in constant communication with your guests, then simply drop a new email into your email workflow so that it goes out to all of the guests that are arriving within the next few weeks or update your digital guidebook. You know, we're, we're one such company that's got a digital guidebook service, but there are many out there. Well, drop a section in there that talks about the latest situation and then maybe just ping the guest a text. Maybe you've got a text service that goes automatically to guests. So I think just because you know, you hear resort and you think, oh, you know, high end place, lots of staff, you know, lots of resources, deep pockets. It doesn't mean that you can't do the same thing. Uh, in, in in many ways, you're, you're at a massive advantage over the resorts because you can react quickly and you do have the benefit of these automated processes, or at least many of you, you 
do and probably should do. And just a quick note about when there's a disaster happening in your area, not just the guests that are currently there or coming soon, don't forget about the opportunity to communicate to your past guest. I know when we had a tornado come through the Branson and Table Rock Lake area, I sent out an email newsletter to all my past guests to let them know the status of us uh, personally and our business as well as the town and that ended up being our most opened email ever and guests really appreciate knowing how you're doing so this is an opportunity to to communicate with all guests no matter where they are in the guest experience cycle and i think that's a really good reinforcement of the first story that Alyssa had about how when you are building a rapport with people and we spoke a little bit about the luxury industry it's about trying to build um, a rapport a relationship that goes beyond feeling forced or canned in any way and you've just given a really great example of how uh, you can just reach back out to a past guest and say you know it's not asking them how they're doing but but you're you're building a relationship by saying hey you know over here we had that tornado that came through and um, you know everything's okay here and you know because they will be interested they they will have an attachment to you in that area because they will have loved staying with you in that area and they'll want to know and even if they've forgotten about you that's the point like if you've brought in that 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 story they're going to take themselves back there and think oh I'm glad they are okay and oh now I wonder if I could go and stay with them again exactly all right let's get back to Alyssa's story Yay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we drove up from um, Death Valley. We had just done some pictures there, Death Valley National Park in California. So we, we did two days driving through there, drove through Yosemite. So we got to see what we would have, one of the spots we would have been married at. Um, so we stayed there overnight, got to experience that a little bit, and then made our way up to uh, Calistoga at Salage. So when we check in, we are greeted with wine, which is amazing. Um, and everybody on staff knew our names, both of our names. They knew it was our wedding. Um, everybody was congratulating us. I'm talking like four or five people at the front desk. They all knew who we were when we pulled up in a rental car. So I don't really know how they knew. Come, you'll, you'll find out how in a minute. So we check into our room. They upgraded us. And um, we check in. And the bed has the, the flowers on it, the Mr. and Mrs. Pillow. Um, I mean, they went all out for that. But the thing that really blew me away was they stopped us on social media. So they found a wedding picture of ours. We had posted a, lo a little teaser. They found a picture, printed it out, had it in a Solage branded picture frame with a bottle of champagne. And I mean, it was just that extra mile. So they took the time to find us on social media, confirm it was actually us. I mean, I guess Sincata is not really a, a normal name, <laughs> but they found us and they took the time to print that special thing. I mean, something so simple made such a huge impact on us. And from that moment, every single day, they checked in on us, made sure we were okay. Every time we walked anywhere on property, the staff knew our names. And that was, it was just such a, an, an impressive experience and something that I believe is something we should, if you're a luxury brand, you should be offering this to your clients. I mean, it's the, it's the Starbucks experience. It's the walking into Starbucks and they know your name and it's written on the cup and you feel like friends, you feel like you're home. And if you want to have, if you want to have this luxury brand, you have to be able to provide that luxury experience. And 
it's amazing to me that this part of the experience, just knowing your name and printing a small little picture really costs you nothing to take your experience to that next level. So it's something, I mean, I would spend so much money at this resort. We were there for eight days. I would have stayed for another 20. I don't even care about the price point because the way they make you feel every single day there. That's really interesting because I worked for many years in the fashion industry mm -hmm. and we were always talking about how to offer something to the top level customer, you know, the, the, the VVIP for want of a better phrase. And it's really difficult to try and think of something that's going to be impactful to a customer that wants for nothing really in monetarily yep. in life, but finding something that hits them in the heart or emotionally is quite tough to achieve. And, and yet what you've described is that it needn't be over elaborate or tricky, exactly. the simple stuff. Exactly. And it doesn't have to cost you a small fortune. It's the little things like just taking the time to listen and, you know, have a conversation, but pick up on the little things. Remember those little things so that the next day you have a conversation and you can bring that back in to just show that you care. That's all it's doing. Which is really about listening, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it's actively listening to the person in, in this context who has booked a stay with you. Right. Yeah, we're already there. So what are you, what are you trying to upsell at that point? You're not. You're just justifying the price being paid to be there. Right. Yeah. It's, and I it's, think to, today, I think so many people, we're all in such a hurry that so many people in conversation, they, list, they don't listen to what's happening in that moment. They're listening to respond. So they're, they're preparing for their response. That, so in turn, they're not, almost not even hearing what the person is saying because they're too busy, busy focusing on what they're gonna say next. 100%. It's like, exactly. it's that active listening. Active yeah. Listening. yeah, it's an art. Yeah. So with this that you've taken away, how are you planning to put it into your own business? What are you doing? I think for us, because obviously we're photographers, we have the ability to find low cost ways of giving tangible things to our clients. So obviously our clients come to us for printed products, but imagine a client comes in from their wedding. They haven't seen their wedding pictures yet. So we deliver our, um, our wedding images to our clients two weeks after their wedding. They come into our studio, they view and order their pictures that night. Um, imagine them walking in. Well, here, I'll tell you our, our current process right now. So a wedding client will come in two weeks after their wedding. I greet them at the door with champagne, we cheers, we have bottles of wine throughout the, it's about an hour and a half to two hours viewing about 1200 images from their wedding day. And it's not a selling point. We're just sitting there like friends enjoying a bottle of wine together. So imagine they come in, we cheers with champagne, they walk into our preview room and we have a, a print already printed and signed by Sal already ready for them. And it's just a gift that we give to them. It's something they can leave with that night. That's a picture of them. Um, something else I want to do is uh, like limited edition signed prints from our travels of Sal's images, have those out, give those to our clients, you know, mid-year. We do, we do something similar every year for Christmas for our top clients, 
but I'd like to do something for all of our clients mid-year, just a, hey, we're thinking about you. Thanks again for being one of our clients. That's interesting because that, that's easily applicable to the vacation rental world because most hosts and managers have their guest information already. And the idea that you stay in touch with them in a meaningful way after they've right. left you has right. um, uh, an alignment with what you were just talking about there. Um, it, it's, it's just a way to continue that conversation and for them yeah. to remember you after they've left in a meaningful way though. Exactly. And I, I mean, from the world of traveling, let's say you have an amazing experience somewhere, you're going to remember that, that place, of course, but imagine getting just a handwritten letter saying, hey, hope things are going well with you guys. Um, we would love to have you back for this upcoming season or something. Something just so simple, five sentences, thinking of you kind of letter. Just the, that act of a handwritten note means that somebody took the time and the energy to write it, to address it, to put it a stamp on it and put it in the mail. That's time and energy. That means more than, you know, a box of chocolates. I mean, chocolates are great. Don't get me wrong, but, <laughs> but a handwritten note, it's, it's thoughtful. And it's got their name on it. Yes. Yeah. It, it makes me very much think of um, cheers. Yes. You know, the bar where everyone knows exactly. your name. Exactly right. Excellent. So that, I mean, that was a fantastic story. I think there's a lot of takeaways there. Is there something that is kind of like a, a hidden trade in the world of these like vacation rentals where everybody does this and you're all in on the secret because you all know to do it, but the guest doesn't always necessarily know what's happening to them. You know what I'm saying? I think Ooh, I do. That's interesting. And I think part of it is exactly what you described as a guest today is finding that limited edition, that little tiny experience to really give that delight and that, that wow and that just that warm, fuzzy feeling while they're there. And, and the whole act of listening and anticipating what your guests need and what they, they really, really want uh, and being able to provide to your extent, no matter if you're just a average condo on the beach in Panama city, or if you're at a Tuscan Villa, you know, just being there and using their name. Do you have a travel or hospitality story you'd like to share on the guest cast? If so, head to theguestcast.com, send us a brief outline of your story and we'll be in touch. And remember to subscribe to the guest cast on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a five-star review and say hello on our social media at touchstay on Twitter and Facebook and at Touchstay Welcome on Instagram. This podcast was brought to you by Touchstay Digital Guidebooks. You can learn more about Touchstay and how they can help make your guests happier at touchstay.com.